everybody. This is Just Sold with Brent McIntosh of the McIntosh Group at Remax River City. My name is Bryn Griffiths. He is Brent McIntosh. And here we go. We're getting into the fall. Where do you want to start? This is kind of our uh, our look back at the past month. Uh, it's uh, it, What a summer it's been. I guess it's probably what a year the, it's been. You know, it's been crazy, huh? Yeah. And, and so, uh, you know, we, I keep saying this for, for 18 months in a row now. We've never had things like this. So there's always, always these firsts. And one of the unique things that's happened so far this year, Bryn, is here in the first eight months of 2021, we've actually sold more homes than all of last year. So that, that, that's kind of what you're hearing in the media and hearing and, and reading in the newspapers is that, look, there's been a lot more sales, not just in Edmonton, but across the country. So real estate is alive and well, and hopefully continuing on. August, even though it started off really brutally slow, finished off on a real high note and, and it ended up with quite a few sales. Um, if you recall, uh, the end of July was, was super hot and uh, that will tend to leave people to go on vacations and, and that will slow things down. So again, the beginning of August started off slow, but finished off very, very strong. So we actually had 1,246 single family sales in Edmonton and compare that to a year ago where we had 1,184. So we actually had more sales in August, down a little bit from July, uh, there was 1,325 sales in July, so about a 75 um, single-family difference. Not a big surprise, as each month between now and the end of the year, we will get a little slower, a little slower, a little slower. So December is always the slowest month of the year. Condo, oh, go ahead. But, but so far, everything that you've been predicting over the last six to nine months is, has been bang on. Yeah, this year has been a little bit... Um, more similar to previous years. If you recall last year when the pandemic started, March, April, and May were absolutely brutal months and we made up for it in June, July, and August. So we had a really busy summer. This year, our peak was definitely March, April, May. And that's most years, by yeah. the way. Those are the three busiest months for sales in Edmonton almost every single year. That has everything to do with our weather. Who wants to move in the middle of winter? Nobody. So you typically buy your house in the spring and you move in the summer. And, and that's very typical for Edmonton. Single family prices. Well, they dropped a tiny bit. Nothing to panic about if you're a homeowner, but this is normal. The single family price finished the end of August at $420,500. That's down $4,500. It was four hundred and twenty-five in July. Wow. It's, uh, you know, like I said, uh, you had indicated that August was going to be kind of a transitional month, and it looks like it's been that. It, it definitely has. And if you're a seller, there's still good time to sell your property, especially single-family homes. And we'll talk about condos here in a second. But um, this year, uh, we've noticed, again, lots of sales. There's been more sales than all of last year. Uh, there's also been more listings. So this year, we've now had 15,414 single-family homes for sale. Compare that to last year, where we only had 12,256. So we've had 2,500 more listings this year. So more buyers, but also more sellers. So you're competing with a few more people as well. I said we'd talk about condos. Depending on what you own and what, what part of the city, most parts of the city we have about a one-year supply of condominiums for sale. When we switch to downtown, that number turns into two-year supply of, of condos. So it's a lot more difficult to sell your condominium than a single-family house. Not impossible, 
just a lot more difficult. This is a kind of a new thing for you and me because we're actually taping in hmm. my studio, which is in downtown Edmonton. I'm starting to sense that there's a little more pickup, but it, it in terms of how many people are wandering around downtown, a month ago it was very, very quiet. Yeah. Now I'm starting to see it come around a little bit, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be going gangbusters on the on the condo uh, front, I guess, in the downtown core. It's going to take a while to kind of get back on her feet. Yeah, you know what? Like We still have all kinds of people working out of their homes, so not needing to come downtown or, in this case, living downtown to be near work. And so that's really hurt the downtown market. Uh, people are looking for more space rather than convenience of yeah. location. And that's been the biggest thing that we've seen in the past 18 months, more than anything else, is that people are heading for the burbs or heading uh, out of town for larger properties for cheaper prices in comparison because you're not as paying as much for the land as buying uh, you know something in the downtown core that might not be as large so is that still a big thing because it seems that when we were talking in january february people were still looking to get out into the burbs as we're now mm -hmm. calling it uh so is that still big yeah um, probably not the same as we saw, especially last summer where people were going in droves, but yes, it looks like large homes are the more popular pick these days for people. When we're asking a typical buyer what they're looking for in a house years ago, it used to be three bedrooms, a fenced yard and a double garage. Now it seems like three bedrooms plus two dens and a big yard, uh, I don't uh, far away from my neighbors, things like that yeah. that we never used to see before. And I think it has everything to do with the living conditions for the past year and a half. People need two dens? Two dens for, for Mr. and Mrs. each have their own office at home ah, okay. because they're working at home these yes. days, right? Yeah. And, and you're seeing companies with, with obviously uh, COVID-19 uh, and, and vaccine policies in place. So, so people are staying at home still to work. So you need two dens and a yelling room, as I like to call the sports room where the big screen TV is. I mean, it's 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 crazy the way things are shaken down. Yeah, well, I, the uh, the guys the guys' room. Uh, what do you call that? The man cave. Sure. Yeah, where he can have his big screen TV yeah. and 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 her she shed. I, I haven't sold any she sheds, by the way. Not even down by the she shore. No. Okay. Oh, terrible. Oh, I the know. puns. I know. Sorry, oh. I apologize. <laughs> What else we got? Well, condominiums, they've actually um, uh, dropped a little bit in price as well. So in July, the median sales price for condominiums was 222000 It's now 215000 so a 7000 drop in that. Uh, ironically, a year ago, so August of 2020, the median sales price for condominiums was 215000 So it's the exact same amount. When we look at sales... There were 501 sales in August. Compare that to a year ago, uh, there was only 406. So it was a, a decent selling month as far as how many condos sold. The biggest difference is, again, those amount of listings. There's been 9,060 condominiums listed so far in Edmonton. Compare that to last year, there was only 6,500. Okay. So a lot more product on the market. And as I've said, depending on what part of the city, there's at least a one-year supply of condominiums in, in any part of the city. And downtown, there's a two-year supply. of. And, and when, I, when I say that, just so people understand what I mean, it means that if there was no other condominiums listed, it, from now, it would take two years to get rid of all the product that we have on the market. Do we still do somewhat of a comparison between Edmonton and Calgary on that front because it's Alberta or are we just kind of on our own little island out here? Um, 
you know, Fort, Mc, Fort McMurray, Calgary, and Edmonton will mimic each other. Obviously, right. the single family and, and the condominium prices are different in each city, but we're all sort of, um, we follow each other's lead. And for years and years, uh, Fort McMurray is, is the engine, and uh, Calgary is the steering wheel, so to speak. And, and um, the engine seems to go first. And, and so we usually have a good idea of what's going to happen in the market by what happens in Fort McMurray because Edmonton will be somewhere between a year and two years behind that. Uh, it'll go to Calgary next and then, um, and then Edmonton last. And, and that has everything to do with the way the oil companies are set up. So the head office is down in Calgary. Um, they'll, they'll be a, a good year ahead of us for market conditions. And those two markets have not changed. So if you're wondering what's going to happen for the next year to two years from now, it'll be much of the same. Okay. All right. Where else do we go with this? Hey, multiple offers on homes. Man, we've done a lot of podcasts with people across the country about their particular markets, and some are absolutely insane. But here in Alberta, it's been pretty quiet. Yeah, and and in fact, like it's such a rarity, especially with just uh, you know now that we're into the summer and go, going into the fall, we won't see very many multiple offers. It would be very scarce. And in fact, a good tip for a buyer, if you're thinking about buying a house and you come across a great house, you should make an offer as soon as you can, just in case there was somebody else who was thinking about it, because you might intimidate that other buyer. And we're seeing it a lot. In fact, I have a listing this week and there was three different buyers that were all considering it, all considering it. Finally, one of the buyers put pen to paper and the other two got scared away. And, wow. and didn't want to compete okay, because they didn't want to overpay for a property. Beautiful property, brand new listing. And that listings did sell something very close to list price. But, um, you know, the people didn't, uh, the other two buyers didn't want to get into a bidding war on that property. Okay. What else we got going? Um, well, we always like to talk about acreages because that's a, a, yeah. a factor here in Edmonton that because the, the acreage community is, is so close to the city um, that that does make a difference. Uh, single family, or excuse me, acreage pricing is at 620000 for August. Again, uh, that number's dropped a smidge from July where it was um, 622. So not a gigantic drop, but a small drop nonetheless. Um, it has thing, everything to do with sales. There was 161 sales. Compare that to last year, there was 199 sales. We've actually seen a bigger slowdown of sales for acreages this year in comparison to the other two. So a lot of those people uh, who had bought acreages have already done so. They did it in 2020, late 2020. Okay. And uh, acreage sales are, are very cyclical, by the way. They come in three-year sets, and so they get very popular. People move out to the country. They think it's going to be great. They live there for two or three years and then realize it's a lot more work than they might have anticipated mm -hmm. and or let the commute, if they do have to commute to a, to a job downtown, becomes uh, something that they don't like, especially in the wintertime, and then they choose to move back into the city. I always like to ask you this question, and it's kind of blindsiding you just a little bit here, sure. but what, what was the, like so far here this year, what's been your biggest price? The, the house that you sold for the most where you went, wow, I, I, didn't, I didn't think I could get that in this market right now. Can you recall? Yeah, we just sold one um, literally uh, a couple of weeks ago that was around 1.3 million that um, I thought that uh, we did very well considering... Um, I, I thought we would only get 1.2 or 1.25 for it. So, so that was one of the ones. Yeah. Um, there has been a lot more million dollar sales and, and that's sort of the threshold here in Edmonton, 
um, between houses that are easy to sell and those that aren't. When we're doing listing presentations and we're meeting with somebody who has a house over a million dollars, we tell them that, look, it could take anywhere from 30 days to two years to sell your property. And that has everything to do with affordability. There's just not that many people who can afford a million dollar house in Edmonton or Where, more. Where's that fine line? Where's that number? Where if you're over this number, okay, we got to do a little bit of work here. One million. Yeah. Okay, so one million. Yeah, the mark? yeah. The market slows down substantially at five hundred thousand, but if you're between five hundred and a million, you know, you could still sell your house in ninety days or less. Yeah. But as soon as you cross a million, it could take quite a, a, a lot bit of quite, work. Quite a lot, lot more. And the reason, by the way, in case people are wondering, what's what's the big difference? When you get up to 1.1 and 1.2, you're now buying somebody else's dream home. And you can probably get it at a pretty good price. So that house we just talked about that just sold for just under 1.3, it would probably cost 1.5 to rebuild that house, by the way. So you're getting a pretty good deal yeah. for, for the property. But a lot of times those people, they want what they want. And this is going to be their forever home. And, and I, I giggle when I say that because it never is. No. But um, it, it, something always comes up. But, um, but that's their plan is that this is going to be the special one that they want to build. And so they could buy somebody else's dream home for 1.3 or build their own dream home for 1.5. And I suppose if you've got that kind of money, then you want your own. Okay, I know that uh, we're talking about what, what's happened in, in August, but there's a rather sizable event happening here in the month of September. It's called the federal election. And I know that you're going to be watching that. How much do you think that's going to affect September? You know, so in years past, uh, elections don't typically affect anything in our market, thank God. Um, okay. Not here in, in Edmonton anyway, uh, you know, other than the one day of voting. Um, life pretty much goes on. I don't think... Any uh, um, particular government, um, whoever is going to win, will affect values and or market conditions. Unfortunately, here in Edmonton, um, we need a boost. We we need uh, Alberta. For for those of you who aren't in Alberta, maybe listening in another part of the country, we're still uh, in a recession here in Edmonton, and whether whether we want to admit it or not. Yeah. And it, it's been a tough five six years, and we need bodies. We need people to move here. And so if, uh, the market has really slowed down with the amount of growth and, and we're not seeing um, the kind of construction that we were seeing five years ago because we need people. We probably need at least another 100,000 Edmontonians to get this market going again. You have a great team that works with you, but now we're going into the slower months here. What do you guys, how do you, how do you kind of gear up for the next season? How, how do you keep everybody busy? Well, it, you know, every season has its own flavor and yes, we're not crazy busy like we're in the spring, but yeah. that's pretty stressful. So now it's kind of a fun time to sell real estate, so to speak. The weather's pleasant to go show houses if yeah. you've got buyers. There's still lots of inventory for buyers to look at. So you're not having to pick over, um, you know, hardly any, uh, there's still good listings hitting in September and October. Um, for sellers, I just said that you, st you still can sell in September, October. When the snow flies in November, it'll slow down quite a bit. And then we'll change gears a little bit in November, December. If you're an investor, that's the time you should be buying properties. That's when you get your best deal. Typically, December of any year is always the low point and where median sales prices are at their bottom. So if you're an investor, you should be circling your calendar and buying an investment property every December. I got to ask you this. Is this really the time for empty nesters? Because most families, because of the kids going back to school, have really been working on June, July, and August. So who, who, who traditionally would come to you now? 
Yeah, um, you'd be surprised actually that that doesn't change um, too too much. It's just. Uh, the people are when they're ready they're ready to do their move and and uh, unfortunately this is a terrible uh, but you know divorce happens all year long yes it does and, and that's it's a huge portion seasonal. of our business no it's not definitely not seasonal so so it's a huge portion of our business where they might be selling their house and buying two other properties and and so that so that happens throughout the, the whole year um, this is also a good time you know actually some of our appointments in in this week are to meet with people who probably won't put their house on the market till next spring. But this gives them quite a, a lead time to get their houses ready or some of the things that we might suggest. And it's not office, uh, often a lot of money that we want them to put into the house. Usually it's just six months of getting rid of a whole bunch of things to declutter that property. Is there anything we've missed because you always uh, have got something special? Have we, have we touched on everything here? Yeah, I think we're good. Uh, again, it, 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 the market isn't terrible, but don't be led astray by what you're sometimes hearing on the national news about uh, Canadian house prices being up. Because uh, sure, it is the case in some in some areas of the um, lower Ontario, Vancouver, the Okanagan, house prices have risen quite substantially. But here in the prairies, we're doing okay. We're holding tight, but prices will start to fall. And, and so those sellers who are motivated, they're probably going to have to lower their prices here quickly to get a sale before the snow flies. This is, this is going to be hard to believe. We've almost been doing this podcast now for a year. Yeah. And you've done a really nice job of changing gears on the podcast. We don't always talk about specifically real estate, but we talk about the community. Are we going to continue that? Of course. Yes. Okay. I, I think that that's more important. And in fact, you can only talk about real estate so much. And, and I really, what? Uh, <laughs> as crazy as that is to say, <laughs> um, I, I really want to focus this podcast on some great Edmonton businesses or some things that people uh, might not know about our community. And so we do have a couple of interesting guests coming up in the, in the coming weeks, including an NHL hockey player who will join us. Now, what if somebody wants to get a hold of you and say, "Listen, I'd love to, I'd love to chat with you in your podcast." Can they, can they track you down? Of course, we, uh, you can reach me and our team at seven eight zero four six four zero zero seven five, or find us on the net macintoshgroup.ca. Is that it? That's We're it. good. We're good. Super. Well, you just sit back and relax, and uh, let's get through the month of September, and then we'll get into the month of October. <laughs> Hockey season, though, for some people. Uh, that's it for today and we love your feedback. So make sure you drop us a line and, uh, you've mentioned how people can track you down at the Macintosh group at Remax river city. Thanks for tuning in everybody. I'm Bryn Griffiths. He's Bryn Macintosh and we'll see you next time.